What's happening, everybody? Um, got a local legend in here today. Is that too much or is that all right for you? Local no, that's legend. good. No, that, yeah, that's, right. Right. that's good. right up my alley. All right, good. Oceanside <laughs> High graduate, um, San Diego State alum, and an NFL alum. I'm going to let you elaborate a little bit more on that stuff um, to start. But Roberto Wallace, everybody, I'm pumped to have you here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Long yeah. time coming. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've been talking about this a long time. I'm <laughs> stoked. I'm stoked to get this one in. Um, let's talk real quick. I think we'll circle, let's go like a little backwards on this. We'll circle back to kind of high school because I know that's where you, you're at now with high school, college, and professional athletes mm -hmm. as far as developing and getting them where they need to be. But let's talk kind of maybe college and, and professional because I know we all kind of, yeah, not everybody gets that opportunity. Yeah, I know, definitely. I, um, as you just mentioned, I went to San Diego State um, and then uh, played pro for a few years. But um, had a good time in San Diego State. Of course, it's a local school. I love that school. I'll always will. I'll never regret my decision. Um, I had many, many other opportunities to go to other schools, bigger schools in San Diego State, but I always wanted to be, like you said, a local hero, essentially. You know, mm -hmm. I knew at the time the program wasn't doing as well as it is now, and I wanted to be part of the change, which I think I was part of the change because my senior year was Brady Hoke, and that's when things started to turn around for the program. So mm -hmm. I, I think ultimately I did achieve um, what I wanted to do initially, be part of a, something special, but it just took a little bit longer than I anticipated. Now did, now did you think that, like when you came, when you come into something like that, are your, your expectations there at San Diego State, mm -hmm. are they, is that like a stopping point for you to I'm a, is a stepping stone mm -hmm. I'm just getting here and I'm going mm -hmm. I'm trying to get out of here with mm -hmm. my NFL kind of dream um, or, or did at some point throughout the course you <laughs> yeah. went oh I got a real like shot at this thing that's exactly what it was I think uh, initially my my thought was let's just check this box off and get out of here like you said you know I my situation as many don't know is is a little unique in the sense that I wasn't born here um, I actually came to the United States from Panama unwillingly. I, I only came here to finish school and high school for that matter. And then so you head came right here back. At how old were you? I was, I always struggle with the age, but I was in 10th grade. Wow. Whatever, however old wow. you are, I don't remember that, what mm -hmm. that age group is. But um, yeah, I came here and I came here without my parents, first of all. I mean, my dad was here for maybe two, three months and then left me here with my aunt, his sister. And. I, I came here to specifically please my mom and dad in mm -hmm. finishing high school, and then my plan was to go right back. I didn't even want to be here. I was like, really? I don't know why I'm here, because I don't want to be here. Um, and everything kind of transformed for me. I mean, I went from playing soccer my sophomore year at Oceanside and then ended up playing football, which I had never played before. I didn't no. even understand the rules Until or anything what, like that. Senior year, junior year? Junior year. Never, my real never played football. Never. I didn't know the rules. I didn't understand the field, the lines, nothing. It just didn't, none no. of it made sense to me. And Do they have any football in Panama? They didn't back at the time. It was very, very small. It was a small community. I mean, Panama was a U.S. territory. So, so mm -hmm. the U.S. presence was there. And the only, only places where you would even see a football field would be on base. Okay. Of course. You know, okay. why, why, why not? You know, but 
and even I, I would see the goalposts growing up in Panama, and I didn't understand what the heck that was for. Like, didn't why does care. that thing look like that? Why has <laughs> it got a pole in the middle and then it goes Little out? Did you know, man. Yeah, Little go figure, know. right? You're gonna know real <laughs> it's quick. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about, but yeah, I, um, and that's how it happened. I mean, like I said, it's a very unique thing um, to the point where, like now, being older and kind of having a different perspective on it, I, I want to write a book. I mean, like I really want to write a book about it, not just to um, highlight my life or anything like that, but I think that stories like this don't happen often you know and i feel like if i can share this story with other kids yeah it, it could inspire essentially some of them to you know even if they don't achieve the nfl at least to to try in which you know only good things can come from it so yeah failing in a goal that high is yeah exactly like of course happen. you know like you know and then there's a there's that i mean people know obviously the older you get or or the, the higher you get what the odds are of making it to a level like yeah. that but um, I think it, it, looking at you, I'm not mm. surprised. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like <laughs> right. your average, like male, yeah, yeah, yeah. five eleven, six yeah. foot on a good yeah. day. We'll call it six foot yeah. 180 <laughs> on a good day, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I'm dude, I feel small. I feel mm -hmm. out of shape. I mean, yeah. it's like every time yeah. I run into you, I'm just like, God, it's like that to me. Mm -hmm. Like that's what, that's what a kid expects an NFL right. football to player look, to look yeah. like when they walk yeah. by him. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And yeah, you pass the eye test. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. You pass the eye test, but but obviously there's work there. You yeah, know, you, no, it, it's a, it's a big thing, but I just, for me, I think it's so cool that, um, to be in that situation you're in and come from where you came. And, mm -hmm. and obviously I coach at Carlsbad high school, which is a mile away from Oceanside. Yeah. Um, it's cool to just see that somebody for these kids too. Mm -hmm. Most I know the younger kids you yeah. work with are all mostly local. You'll mm -hmm. get an out of towner that's in for a week that mm -hmm. checks you out, but it's such a realistic, you know, feel for them, even yeah. though, it's not realistic that everybody's just going to go to the NFL and do their yeah, thing. But yeah. you make it real when mm -hmm. you train with the kid and go, look, this is what I, I know. I learned from professional yeah. football. Um, yeah. I like that stuff. I think it's mm -hmm. cool. And we'll circle back to what you do in just mm -hmm. a minute. But let's talk NFL for a minute because mm -hmm. I know that I know I like I always like to hear selfishly some of the behind the scenes <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, of course. And, yeah. You know, we're not throwing anybody under the yeah, bus here. Yeah. But tell us some just some fun stuff that that you can without, you know, obviously there's no, just the mm -hmm. stuff that we don't know, like some locker room stuff. That yeah. You're, you know, I think everybody would love to be sitting in a locker room before mm -hmm. somebody goes out to an NFL yeah. football game and sees like, how do these guys prepare mentally, physically, whatever it is. Cause I know it's gotta be, everybody's got their thing. Yeah. I, um, I guess I could start by saying that I'm for the most part, pretty good at assimilating and adjusting and, and, on the fly specifically of course like i came from panama I had to adjust to the, the lifestyle here and the culture here then in college at san diego state we had i was over four years we had three different head coaches so i mean you can imagine oh, really? playbooks etc wow. new philosophies etc blah blah blah, blah. the one thing i've never ever been able to adjust to is the football culture and almost to a fault you know i mean i did a good job of of course blending in and kind of making it mm -hmm. I mean, even my accent i mean i'm i'm literally i'm right off the boat i'm born and raised yeah. in panama first language is spanish but i don't have that really strong accent just because i was able even able to master that not having an accent you know something yeah. is something that probably no one would ever think about but i think about these things you know and the one thing that i could not ever really adjust to or assimilate to was the lifestyle i mean no offense like as you said to anybody in the nfl because there's a lot of great guys that play on different teams and in different locker rooms, but for the most part, a lot of the very successful guys are a little quirky. Like you have to be a little crazy. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, you got, and I was just, I, I was just talking to a kid uh, earlier, one of my kids that I was training earlier, because we were watching Odell Beckham on the TV. I mean, we're, we were training and I had uh, Sports Center on the TV, and they're talking about how Odell Beckham missed nine uh, OTA workouts already. And I just, that stuff, I just don't get, man. It's yeah. like, why do you do that? Like, yeah. why? Like, you're part of a team, something that's bigger than you. Like, mm-hmm. you're not special. I mean, yeah, you're a special player. But you're, but you're not bigger than the NFL. Like, you're why? Not, you're I like, mean, and, and then your head doesn't say, like, man, I just got to a new city. Yeah, new like, team, at like, all. I'm going to show up for yes. these guys. It's, like, such a selfish thing. And then, but but it's, like, I don't know if it's selfish or lazy. Like, if he wasn't, if he wasn't that good, he'd probably show up. Yeah. But because he's that good, there's probably some laziness there. It's all good, I yeah. know. And you just signed that gigantic contract, too. Maybe that also doesn't yeah. help. But yeah. Optional for me means mm, I'll see you when I see you. It's definitely optional. And yeah. that's just, that's a, that's a bummer. And, and, I, and, yeah. and I, I've never been a guy either that, you know, to your point of some guys are this way, some guys mm-hmm. are that way in the NFL. I've, I've never, and maybe you have a good take on this, I've never really thought it was super fair to put these guys on a pedestal as far as being a, a role model, mm-hmm. like, all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, like you said, right? Yeah. So. You you fit into the NFL, but mm-hmm. you didn't buy into it, right? right? Like you didn't buy into the. Yeah. I'm gonna live this way, but yeah. I'm gonna fit in, so I'm not a weird guy. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I'm exactly. here. I want to make life good, and I obviously have what it takes, mm-hmm. you know, physically and talent wise to be here. But I also want to enjoy the ride. And yeah. I don't want to have one friend out of the fifty. Yeah, exactly. Locker. So, so to a certain extent, you got to play the game. You do, and no pun intended. Yeah, exactly. So, and I think I'd be I'd be curious to know like what you know what it what it takes to like look at guys like that and mm-hmm. be a guy that's not Odell and he's not, you're not whoever, you're not the star of the team. And you just look at that and go, I don't care who you are, dude. Like, yeah. we're, we're trying to win games. Yeah. I'm yeah. a receiver. You're a receiver. Yeah. I'm busting my ass. Yeah. You're going to get 70% of the balls thrown to you. I'm yeah. going to get one. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That kind of pisses yeah. me off a little bit. And, yeah. and, and I don't know if there's animosity or if it's like, Tension. You know, we, yeah, tension, or we all just kind of accept our roles and know. Like, if I'm the guy that's going to go get four passes a game mm-hmm. and I'm going to be wide open on all four versus Odell getting 16 passes a game, he's going to be double teamed on all yeah. 16. Yeah. If that's the way it's going to happen, mm-hmm. fine. So I don't know. I know, like, I coach baseball and I know everybody, baseball's, everybody's got a role, mm-hmm. right? Anybody can kind of play it. Yeah. It takes a, you know, could be a big guy, but mm-hmm. if you hit, good for you. If you're a yeah. fast guy, there's a spot. If you mm-hmm. have a good arm, there's a spot. It's, mm-hmm. So knowing their role in baseball, I think kind of similar to football where you might just feel better about your daily job if mm-hmm. you go, this is my role, yes, this is yeah, who I am. 100%. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I definitely found myself in that situation. Of course, I was a backup to Brandon Marshall who had, we had just signed for, I think he signed for like 40 million or 49 or something like that at the time. Um, and it's unfortunate because the NFL in that sense is unfair. And I, I get it, it's an investment, it's a business. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like the faster you realize that the better off you are because if you like you said if you're sitting there being upset about the fact that like you're working just as hard you're not getting enough reps and you're focusing on the wrong things because yeah. ultimately at the, end of, at the end of the day you want to keep your job so whatever you have to do you got to do it's not personal yeah you it's take not the personal side out yeah, of it because exactly. they certainly aren't treating yeah, you personally. no absolutely not and <laughs> probably takes one meeting to realize all right yeah exactly i got it and there'd be days it. where brandon would come to in the locker room i mean our, we all had the same routine um i would get up we had to be ready to go in meetings by I think at the time it was like 8 or 7.30 I would get up at 5.45 I, w- I lived about 20 minutes from the facility um, I'd do that just so I can get in the hot tub and kind of get my body ready, eat mm-hmm. some breakfast 
and then be ready for the meetings, you know, grab my coffee, whatever. But there'd be days that we were getting ready for practice, you know, 9.30 hits, you know, comes around and practices at 10.20 or something like that. We're getting ready and I see him in a hat and his jersey. <laughs> and I'd just be like, Come on. oh, it's going to be one of those days. <laughs> Who do you think is taking his reps oh, yeah. at practice? I'm not taking his yeah. reps in the game. I'm yeah. taking his reps at practice. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, man, like it's going to be one of these days. My body's already like gonna go be, beat uh, up and tired. going to be and, Roberto Marshall today. Yeah, exactly. And Roberto just, Wallace in the game. Like, and he, on, he'd man. just be out there like laughing and shorts and his jersey and a hat. And I'd just be like, man, this is BS. But, but um, it was what it was, you know. And mm -hmm. I remember the only one that I could remember even sympathizing with us, because he could care less, was – uh, Brian Hartline mm -hmm. and he would mm -hmm. be like he would come and say something that meant so much to me something as simple as like hey good job today and I'm like yeah you're out there busting your butt like you know I know yeah. you're taking like he would acknowledge that you know like it's it, it's it's huge it's true because it's yeah. like you're you're doing what you got to do for the team and yeah. not so much for the team but for the unit for the mm -hmm. wideout unit because we are a unit you know there's only six of us on the team mm -hmm. and you got the four workhorse men that play in the game and you got the other two that do special teams i was one of those i played on every special team i even did field goal uh field goal block extra point block oh, really <laughs> like i did everything whatever dude but, need, man. Whatever but whatever exactly and that's that was that's what it, that's what really is just knowing your role and and, and doing it as best as you can because the more you can do for a team for a franchise for a coach the the more valuable you are and that's just kind of what my mentality was from the mm -hmm. get-go and, and that was it. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I cared at the time when I'm running 30 extra routes, but no. at the end of the day, it's like, it is what it is. I'm getting paid and yeah. oh, well, you know. And you played with the Dolphins? I played with the Dolphins. Uh, the Dolphins was a team who uh, brought me in, that coaching staff, Sperano, you know, mm -hmm. rest in peace. He brought me in and um, they, they really liked me. And when you have a team or, or a organization or a regime that brings you in, they typically want to develop you, especially if they like you. And, mm -hmm. you know, like they obviously like me. I was a free agent and I made the 53 man roster in my rookie year, which is insane. That's it's unheard awesome. of. Yeah. It's hard to make it to the NFL, period, awesome. let alone be a free agent and make a 53 man roster, which yeah. is huge, you know? Uh, almost to the point where it's surreal. And then you know, every time I talk about it, I get goosebumps because mm -hmm. I still can remember the yeah. feeling. Um, it was very surreal for me because um, typically when they're, they go from 92 players to 73 and from 73 to 53, when they're making the cuts, yeah, um, they have to 4 p.m. that day to announce the 53-man roster, and and that day you're just waiting, you know, to know. Stressing there, out. No one's calling you like, long. "Hey, you made it." No, yeah. there's, if, there's, if you get a call, you actually didn't make it. What do you think there is? There's probably like out of those 53, 20 guys that just know we're in. Yeah. We're oh, good. absolutely. Yeah, you got the guys that are the staple guys. guys that are superstars that are like. You know the favorites. Mm -hmm. I mean, believe it or not, there is favoritism no, in the I NFL. Believe it. And then and, the uh, other fifty guys just and then you got out the, till 4 p.m. <laughs> yeah, you got the other All guys man. that are like, <laughs> shit, 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 I'm not gonna make it. And then actually, if you get a call, you didn't make it. That means come in. If you get a call, you did make it. You did not. Oh, you didn't. Yeah. And so, four o'clock rolls around. So no call. No call before is good. four o'clock. You're in. You're good. And once four o'clock passes, you oh, don't get a call. Damn. You made it. I didn't get a call. So I'm like, okay. Pumped. Maybe when I show up tomorrow, they'll be waiting for me at the door and be like, hey. My bad, man. Uh, <laughs> we forgot to call you yesterday. Ah, just kidding. You know, hey, we need your playbook. We need yeah. everything. You know, yeah. coach wants to see you upstairs. That's how it goes. You know, yeah. so when you get cut, that's how they mm -hmm. say, we need your playbook. The first thing they ask, 
We call the guy the Reaper. Yep. He's a guy that goes and, and gets everybody. Out. Oh, yeah. you see him walking around, and you're like, uh-oh, uh-oh. Please don't we'll, stop we'll by me. Don't, don't keep going, yeah. right? Yeah. And we call him the Reaper, and he, um, yeah, man, it's, 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 um, it's interesting. It's a very interesting uptight environment i mean like even when you lose it's a, you come in the next day after a game when you lose you have to review the tape and especially if you you messed up on in the game and mm -hmm. oh god it's the worst feeling ever your stomach just sinks and it's just like you know they they rewind it they rewind it and they show you they rewind it and they're you're like okay i, I get it i messed up you don't we know when you <laughs> watch that play it, like seven times now yeah. but it's just I remember my rookie year was rough because we didn't have a good season and it was more the, the more we lost the more uptight the environment got mm -hmm. you know people guys were laughing and coaches and staff were just trying to point a finger at something like what was the reason why we were losing practices would get harder that's why we're losing because we're not working hard enough or that's why we're losing you guys laugh too much or this is where yeah. it was always something just a very uptight environment where it felt like um it wasn't enjoyable. It's just not. It's miserable, actually. Uh, when you when we won, it was almost like a big sigh, like ah, we won. Like you're not, you're not even happy you won. You're just happy that, that you don't like, have to get grilled today. Yes. and Go through a week of yeah, yeah, the garbage. And, yeah, and then, um, and I never, I guess, I never experienced playing for a winning program until I played in high school. You know, like in high school, Oceanside, we won every single game. We yeah. knew we were going to win. It didn't yeah. matter who we played. It was, it was a mentality. It was a mindset. And and to be part of something like that is special. Like you don't know what that feels like till you're part of something like that. When you're part of a losing team, it's the same thing. It's, yeah. oh, we're, we're probably gonna lose today. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a mindset, you know? No doubt, no doubt about that. I, and we would be, I mean, Oceanside High School, we'd be down by 17 points, 20 points, 21 points. And we still, at the end of the day, like, we're, we're still gonna win. And never ever really crossed our mind like, oh, dang it. Golden State Warriors. I, no. That's what, t well, see, that's what, that's what I think. I look at teams like that, mm -hmm. and I'm like, that, that's why they're so good mm -hmm. because they don't go down by seven in stress yeah. or ten in stress. Yeah. Or yeah. you look at the Golden State Warriors, who mm -hmm. they're different because they can score in bunches and yeah. hit seven threes yeah. in a minute and a half yeah. and come right back. But that's like I tell my team when we're winning baseball games, I'll walk through the dugout seven straight innings. If we take a lead in the first, I'll tell them all, all game long, it's just a lead until it's over. It's not mm -hmm. a W, it's yeah. just a lead, it's just a lead. Mm -hmm. and, and then I want them to feel the same on the other side. Like, if we're down 3 nothing, I want our guys to go, it's just a lead. It mm -hmm. ain't a win. Let's yeah. go. Let's go get it back, and we'll yeah. take our own lead. But ha you have to be on a team like that for, I think, an extended yeah. amount, of, even one season. Yeah. Just to get the feel, feel the of staff, it. the players, yeah. out. everybody's You don't know like, what that feels good, like. Man. You don't know what we're to good. expect. But no. once you know what to expect and you can feed off your your, your teammates' energy, mm -hmm. it's, it's game over. I mean, remember yeah. – I mean, and don't get me wrong – even when you're in a team like that, it does cross your mind. Like, dang, are we, gonna, are we losing? We might lose. Oh, dude, we're gonna lose. It, it does it cross your mind. You're like, human. It creeps yeah, in a little bit. Yeah. But then, like, you see your, other, you look around at your other teammates. and kind of like, okay, no, we're good. He's good. I don't see, you know, Thomas doing mm -hmm. that, or I don't mm -hmm. see Kyle over here like down, you know. Yeah. And so why am I down? You know. So ultimately, it, you feed off of each other is what I'm trying to say. And and I think being on a team like that, that's confident like that, that plays well together, yeah. that's. Um, united essentially because yep. there has to be yeah. a lot of unity between each other I think man the, it's no matter how good the other team is um, you will win I mean like let me give you an example we played the Saints I don't even remember if that's the team at the time but anyway they were undefeated around fully here around here at Oceanside they came in to our house two years straight undefeated they were the best team in the county 
at the time, they were going to come in and roll over us. I mean, it was all over the newspapers mm -hmm. and stuff like, oh, you know, they're playing Oceanside. Oceanside's undefeated, too. Huge game. Oceanside's Both a, a powerhouse. We were, like, chanting on the sideline, we ready, like, intimidating. <laughs> I mean, they came in, and they were probably like, uh-oh, these dudes mm -hmm. are ready for us. Like, we were wilding out, like, guys were so hyped. You're probably the only team that did that, too. Yeah, we were so hyped, like, intimidating, and we yeah. smacked them. See, isn't, they had a good running back. I think that's the difference. I'm sure that, like, we've all seen the teams that do that to, like, try and get up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all right, let's, yeah, yeah, shoot, yeah. these guys are coming to town, yeah. like, let's try to do it, but yeah. It's different when it's like that's you yeah. and that's your team. Oh, yeah. Like you're genuinely you're fired pumped. up. You're genuinely pumped that this team is undefeated. Yes. We are hoping you guys yes. are undefeated. Like, I hope thank you, you. I hope Let's you go. won every game sixty to two. <laughs> yes. Like that's what we want. So yes. when we come in here and run you out yeah. of our house, that's yeah. the stuff that we thrive on. I think that it's always bigger for a good team. Yeah. Like it's bigger than just the win. Yeah. Like yeah, we won't see IF that year too. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I think that that's the thing. Like going having a good season is great, but mm -hmm. we know where we're at, and we're mm -hmm. not just trying to have a nine and one season with a yeah. good playoff run yeah we were 13 and no that that season um and that was my senior year there and that sparked off uh i think like a six year straight in a row cif stretch yeah. for coach carroll was insane he won six in a row and two states because when i was playing state wasn't they didn't bring it back yet mm -hmm. uh, they brought it back um after of course i graduated but um it was just special i think i had the most fun playing football in high school it was uh it was innocent still you know it, it was it wasn't when you get to the college, it, you get smacked in the face a little bit by the business side of it because you're like, oh, okay, coach is not playing me because obviously he doesn't want to lose his job, mm -hmm. or and you and it gets personal. And uh, like we alluded before we we started the podcast, I didn't luckily have a coach who cared, which I think is so important in an yeah. athlete's life. When you have a coach that cares and genuinely wants to mentor and develop athletes, yeah. it makes a world of a difference. I had Coach Charles McDaniel, which was our receiver coach at Oceanside. Um, he would pull me out to the side and tell me, like, hey, you know, you got to pick it up. Like, hey, this is an yeah. And I responded well to that. I didn't respond well to a coach getting in my face and yelling. I actually mm -hmm. got upset. And it would yeah. make me – it would get me. It would make me mad and actually play better. But I just became a little resentful. Then it would yeah. turn personal. It, it would almost, like, become personal for yeah. me. And I was younger, too. So it was uh, – I didn't have, I guess, the thick skin or the it's a business scope yet, you know, or I didn't look at things like that. I just always looked at it like, why doesn't he like me? Like, yeah. what the heck, what did I do, right? Which is stupid. I didn't handle that either, well, either. I think because, probably because you were always working hard. Yeah, so, I was, so all the time. grilled like yeah. that. Like, well, I was like the opposite, where I would, like, almost shut down and go, you don't think I'm trying hard? Watch this. Like, <laughs> I would be pissed, you know? Like, I'd be so I remember so those pissed. kids. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't always, but just yeah, certain yeah, yeah. times where yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah. come on, man. I'm going to show you not working yeah, hard. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you think I was bad today? Yeah. Watch this. So, yeah. I think it's interesting, and, and I think, well, I'm going to let you continue yeah. on that because I like what we're talking about. Yeah. But a coach, for sure, having and especially today's kids. Oh, it's important. We'll, we'll get into that it's when we get into your yeah, job please. in just a second. We're going to have uh, to come back again another yeah, day. Yeah, we'll do that. But <laughs> we'll get on to that one. But um, So, yeah, let's do this. Let's go. I know you got short on time today. Mm -hmm. Let's do – give me, like, two two guys and then yourself. As mm -hmm. far as a pregame, you're sitting in the locker mm -hmm. room. Two guys you remember that went, man, this guy was – either crazy or mm -hmm. quiet or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Give me a couple guys that you – stories for people that like to hear these things. Oh, um, the first time I think I experienced um, like crazy – like I thought like, whoa, like you are crazy. Like mm -hmm. what are you doing? Was at the pro level where we're in a locker room getting ready for a game and everybody's getting taped up. And this dude pulls out a bottle of Patron <laughs> <laughs> and takes two shots. <laughs> 
And I'm like, what? How long before the game? This is this what? is like we're getting we're taped getting up. taped so up. Like we're yeah, this is our we've already gone taped up. We've already gone through meetings. Like we're gonna go out for like, because you can go out to the field and warm up and run around and stuff like that yeah. during that time, yeah. right? But he already had his pads on because like typically you have your pants on and you go out there no pads yet. Uh -huh. You just go out there and run around, kind of feel the the feel the floor, the grass, yeah. whatever, right? And this dude is pulling out a bottle of Patron from his bag. I'm like, first of all, how did you get that on a plane? Because, I mean, obviously, we take charter planes. Like, we don't fly through security. Yeah. But, yeah. like, we still get checked. But, I mean, obviously, it's not. It's vanilla compared to, like, a real, like, you know, yeah. screen like TCA yeah. or whatever. But I'm like, this dude brought a bottle of Patron <laughs> in his bag. And he's in here not even, like, pouring it. He's just from the bottle. I'm uh -huh. like, come on. I don't want to say his name. But uh, it was a Polynesian guy, big dude. Uh -huh. uh, uh, D tackle. I'm just looking at him like, dude, you are tripping ass. I'm like, wait, what? What's that for? And he's like, yeah, man, I just like to be loose out there. And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, not that loose, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> not Patron. Yeah, loose. you know. But, but I always found that personally for me, and maybe this is how I tried to like justify it and relate to it, is when when I was the most relaxed, I played the best. Mm -hmm. Like my last game ever at San Diego State, my senior year last game in UNLV, where like I was like, you know what? This is it. This is it. I got nothing to lose. Like, whatever happens, happens. I don't want to say what I really was thinking in my head, yeah. but, like, yeah. I went out there and I balled out. Yeah. 155 yards, and I had two touchdowns on, like, nine catches. Because you wanted to have fun. I wanted to have fun. I could care less what coach, if coach was mad or not. It was yeah. the last game, yeah. whatever, if I played in the NFL or not, I'm done. And you're, and you're in the moment. You're going to soak yeah. it in. It's yeah. a different feel. And yeah. I, I totally agree. And I'm, yeah. I'm big on, like, playing any sport you choose to play and have fun with it, mm -hmm. not because it's 2019 and everybody yeah. gets a trophy, let's all yeah. have fun, because yeah. it's very competitive, yeah. but you're going to play your best that yeah. way. You're yeah, going to be your best. You can't be, like, in for me, um, this is just my personality. I'm not saying this just happens to everyone, but I was the type of player that I always wanted to do well for the coach. I, for whoever I played, I wanted to please. Like, mm -hmm. I want you to trust me. I want you to believe that when you put me on the field, I'm going to play my butt off for you, right? You need to get picked up by Belichick and the Patriots, man. <laughs> yeah. Team oh, guy, yeah. sign and, him up. And that's the thing. And it's just like, that's who I am. You know what I mean? Like, it's never been like, it's about me. Like, oh, come on, I'm not getting the ball. Like, I mean, that's great to some extent. Having that competitive uh, nature inside of you, it's, it's necessary. But... I think there's certain guys that just they go they go overboard with it, but um, it's not it's not good. At the no. end of the day, it's not good. No, it just isn't. Look at yeah. look at Odell. Look at yeah. Antonio Brown. There's These a guys, lot of guys like that. Yeah, your best guys in the mm -hmm. league, cancers traded yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. There's yeah. it's just not good. And you're you're don't get me wrong. Like yes, I understand that like, you're valuable, and but like yeah, you're right. You just brought up the Patriots. Like man, every single guy on there is a team guy. Like there's like Slater, for example. Mm -hmm. You probably don't even know who Slater is. He's number eighteen, right? I trained with Slater when I was playing. He's been playing for the Patriots forever. Before I was playing and still playing. Yeah. He's a special teams captain. Uh -huh. He's a receiver. And yes, he would love to play receiver more and catch balls and whatever. But he's been playing with the Patriots for over 10. I think he might be on his 10th or 11th season. Wow. For a reason. You know what I'm saying? Like He helps Bel team He's win. a Belichick guy. Yeah. Belichick will probably never get rid of him. Unless something, God forbid, happens where yeah. he can't play anymore. He'll play. He'll retire there if he isn't retiring soon, you know? Yeah. And I remember him saying, like, yeah, it's exact. I'm saying this to you because I know he said this to me. Like, man, I want to play more receiver. But, man, you know what? I'm playing my role. And he's a special teams guy. 
he he runs down on kickoffs. He's down there first, making tackles, and and that's what, that's what I've seen coaches want. Like yeah. you're down there first, be the first guy, go yep. make the tackle, shoot, shoot the it. gun, like they say. He's been doing that for ten years, and so he's not going anywhere, huh? Yeah, and then I think McCordy. I remember there was a story back when I was playing that this linebacker, I don't remember his name. I knew he was a linebacker, though, position-wise, and he was complaining about wanting more money. And Bill Belichick cut him <laughs> and was like, anybody else want more money? Yeah. And Who else? McCourty, one of, at the time, he was the only one. Now, obviously, both McCourty's played. I played with the other McCourty in Tennessee. Oh, okay. They're twins. And it's kind of cool that now they both won a Super Bowl and played together. Mm-hmm. But um, anyhow... I think he tweeted the one at the Patriots in the New England tweeted something like, "Coach, I'll take a pay cut." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just stay like, right here. I want to win, you know. I'm, yeah. Screw the money. I'm yeah. trying to win, you know. And, yeah. And I think that's a great mentality to have. I mean, you're making so much money already. It's just like, how much more is like, I don't know, a few more million going to make a difference of when you can play, make that in the long run, you know? Yeah. But anyway. That yeah, I trade mentality. the big small, the big chunk for small time for the same amount over long. Yeah. Yeah. Here and living that lifestyle, exactly. and having fun, exactly. Security, yeah. family. You don't have to move. I mean, yeah. moving is is not fun. No, not especially fun if you're doing it constantly. Yeah, you get settled in and no uproot time to go. Yeah, especially if you have kids, it's even tougher. Most well, probably brutal on mm-hmm. the kids, I'm sure. But well, shoot, man, I want to get right two minutes. Mm-hmm. Give me two minutes mm-hmm. on, uh, and we'll talk about this more later. But yeah. you, this I think is so cool, and it's part of the reason why um, I even wanted you on this thing. Mm-hmm. There, we've talked all about your football and your talents and your skills. Um, all that aside, I wouldn't have you here if I didn't think you were like a good dude. Mm-hmm. And, and we've you. had so many conversations over the past, uh, what's been three, yeah. Yeah, three years yeah. now. Um, really good conversations just about life and what's important and what matters. And and I think that's really why you're here. And that's mm-hmm. to me is the intangible of a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be a, a guy I know mm-hmm. that played in the NFL if mm-hmm. it wasn't for who you are. Mm-hmm. So. And what you do now is you prepare athletes, young mm-hmm. young ones, professional ones, yeah. college guys, mm-hmm. everything. Um, and I, I think touch real quick. We'll do this again and we'll get into like your whole work yeah. and you can yeah. touch on it as much as you want now yeah. and as much as you have time for. But I just know that how old are you? 33. I'm 32. We'll mm-hmm. be 33 soon. So we grew up with all the same kind of resources. I yeah. was in Vista. We're seven miles away. Yeah. So our life and our time is kind of the same. You made it much farther than I did, but mm-hmm. I just look at the kids now, and, mm-hmm. and if I wanted to go train, maybe there were Roberto Wallace's out there to meet and train with, yeah. but it certainly wasn't as accessible and easy to find like mm-hmm. like a, a guy like you to go help kids. Right. You know, I, my my coaches growing up were construction workers who had a kid on kid on the team. Yeah, yeah. Literally, my high school coaches yeah. that's what they were, and yeah. and not that that's good, bad, or yeah, different. Exactly. You know, I, I'm a big believer that your talent is your talent, yeah. and then whatever mental makeup you have and in, in time and w- how much work you want to put into your talent mm-hmm. that's how you maximize it but uh so my coaches i don't know if they would have made a difference anyways mm-hmm. based on my personality right, <laughs> but right. i just i think these kids are so lucky so for me if you can just give me uh i guess a, how it was for you mm-hmm. at oceanside high school yeah and then kind of what you see with kids now because these high school kids and, and junior high kids that have this opportunity all around them to just the resources to get to a next level, no matter what it is. If it's junior high or wanting to be a great high school kid, high school, college, college mm-hmm. pro, the resources that they have and the ones that you provide mm-hmm. for them um, comparatively, I think, to what you had. Yeah, um, I think uh, you're absolutely right. When when I was in high school, first of all, uh, even if there was resources, and I'm sure there was at the time, just 
I wouldn't have never known anyway, just because I simply couldn't afford it. So, you know, I could have, but there was other priorities and I mean, cleats, shoes, yeah. I mean, food, you yeah. know, other things that were more important than let alone paying for what is considered to some people a luxury. And, yeah. um, I agree. I think it is. Yeah. And I absolutely think and, it uh, is. And it's become more of a luxury or not necessarily, I guess less of a, it was a luxury then to a certain extent it still is. But not as much as it was then. You know, what, you know what I think it is now. I think it's a for competitive people. It's a it's necessary, necessary. It's a correct. necessary luxury that. Yeah. You and not do because, it. to a certain extent, because obviously you want to improve your overall performance, but more so to stay healthy. I mean, mm-hmm. before, and this is obviously something we another topic we can get into, but, um, you were able to play different sports because you weren't, you weren't uh, demanded to play year round essentially. Yeah one sport now of course times have changed that was a long time ago from the Mm -hmm. time we were playing high school to the kids now but it has become more of a necessity because kids are getting hurt i mean younger and younger and younger which is sad but they're getting hurt because the demands have gone up but no one's doing anything about it and and that's our responsibility as trainers and people who are in this profession to educate the parents because that's where it starts where Hey, this is why your kid needs to do this. It's not a luxury. Stop looking at it like a luxury. Mm-hmm. Like training is not expensive. An iPhone's expensive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like that's expensive. Your a car is expensive. A house is expensive. But you can't look at investing in your child's well being as expensive because ultimately mm-hmm. you're the ones who's putting them in, in these these sports and these teams. You're the one who's providing and making this successful, enabling it essentially. So yep. You have to also be responsible and do the other protect side of things. Them, you know, exactly. Protect exactly. them into what you're putting them into. Yeah. I think, I think you like Roberto Wallace mm-hmm. and your training and everything that you do. I think that to me has literally like you are the other half of multi sports. Mm-hmm. So I think it's. Gr- I wish kids could still do it. Yeah. I wish you could go play football, basketball, and then baseball. Yeah, and you can. Yeah, but but good if luck. If, yeah, if you're <laughs> you gonna know, play football tough. and basketball, and you're gonna want to play college baseball. Like in high school, you're going to play football, you're going to play basketball, it's going to take nine months. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go try to play shortstop against the guy that's been playing shortstop for nine months. Yeah. Well, you've been running routes and shooting jumpers. You're yeah. just going to be behind. Yeah. So I think the multi, and I think the multi-sport is just, to your point, it's mm-hmm. good for kids to become more athletic, do something different. Yeah. Don't throw a baseball for six months. Yeah. You'll save some injuries. Yeah, exactly. But now that they're doing this year-round, like you become – more important you become the other sport more relevant yeah more like vital. you become the the healthy part and the mix it up and let's get this workout in that helps you with your sport keeps mm-hmm. you healthy you you are the mix up yeah i agree and um and it doesn't matter whether they do it with me or not i mean i'm t- i know you mentioned you know you I your, talk to yeah. you know about what i do but ultimately i think they should be doing some sort of performance training anywhere mm-hmm. that has a well put together programs of course and coaches know what they're doing and have experience because uh, that's the other part, you know, it's, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's a relationship with these kids, you know, you can beat all this performance knowledge and nerdiness into the kids. But if you can't connect with the kids, and I talked about this before on another podcast, yeah. I think it's it's very important that you establish relationships with your kids because ultimately you have to establish trust. And once they trust you, like myself, I know I was an athlete and I know I could trust a coach and I like the coach. You want to work harder for that yeah. coach. And um, then you get more out of the kid that way. You can actually bring out the best in that child. And yeah. um, for me, it's fun too. It's gotta be fun for me to work with these kids too. I mean, I'm still there sharing an hour with them yeah. or whatever, yeah. you know, and, and um, I wanna work with kids that wanna work with me and wanna work hard, period, not necessarily yeah. just with me, but 
um, it, it is tough when you have kids that are there that don't want to be there. And it's not their fault. Yeah. They just don't understand it. They can't wrap their head around it yet. Yeah. Um, and especially if they're not that serious. Because, I mean, believe it or not, there's other side of the token, too. There's kids that are playing in these clubs and parents are paying all this money, but they don't even want to do it. They're, no. they're just too scared to tell their parents, yeah. like, I don't want to do this anymore. They're burnt out, whatever the reason is. And, and that's why they're burnt out, because they play too much. They don't get a chance to be kids anymore. Yeah, like, I see it all the time. Yeah, at school, club, yep. school. You, club. Know where I, you know where I see it a lot in, is in Little Brothers. When mm-hmm. Big Brother graduates, moves on, stops playing, then yeah. all of a sudden Little Brother's like, Wait. cool, I'm done too. Like, yeah, it ain't yeah, yeah. the Wait, thing anymore. Up. Like I, I can get out. But it is. There's an overplay, overuse, mm-hmm. whatever it yeah. is. But there's a lot. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I just... I think what you, I think what you and like you said not doesn't have to be you but what yeah. people like you are yeah. doing is a bigger deal now and I think the relationship you know I follow you on Instagram mm-hmm. I, I like to see the mm-hmm. success stories like things that you're not at it's not you training somebody it's yeah. not this it's somebody you work with somebody yeah. you care about yeah. and this girl just won this karate competition yeah. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. our soccer team these yeah. three girls that train with us yeah. just won a medal like yeah. that to me is caring yeah. I think in 2019 that yeah. that matters yeah it does Big it goes time. a long way and because ultimately, you know, you become, whether you like it or not, you do become a part of these kids' lives. Mm-hmm. And you're a part of their journey. And as much as they don't look at it that way or you don't look at it that way, that, that's the fact. And um, it, it is a privilege for me to, to be part of some of these kids' lives. And it's because, first of all, I'm being allowed to, to be part of their lives. Yeah. It's not like I'm, you know, it's, and again, anyway, I just look at it like it's, it's a privilege and it's something that I obviously could be lost in the fact that the parents trust me to be around their kids um it's a big deal especially with all the weird stuff going on with kids and stuff like that too i i really respect each and every one of these kids you know um and um i think that that says a lot about who you are and and um what you're doing for these kids you know yeah i agree awesome man let's do uh Give me your Instagram. Give me your, what do we got here? Where do we find you? Where do we follow you? So, fill me in before uh, website we close this up. for what I'm doing right now. It's uh, www.timeperformance.com. Time is spelled T Y M E, which stands for train your mind every day. Um, and uh, Instagram is Roberto underscore Wallace 18, which is my football number. Um, I have a Twitter. I'm never really on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it's Roberto Wallace at Roberto Wallace, actually, which is nice. And then, um, what else I got? That's it. Oh, Facebook. But you know, I mean, you find me on Facebook, whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I, I, uh, and then uh, Time has an Instagram too, which is at Time Performance. And I obviously you can see all the training there, the facility. Yeah, beautiful do. spot. Thank you. Appreciate Carlsbad that. Vista. I know it's, it's Carlsbad. It's in Vista, actually, uh, Vista District, but it's borderlining Carlsbad. It's over by Bressy Ranch area where the hidden target they call it. Yeah. It's back there, you know. It's kind of nice. It's tucked in there, but it's it's a good spot. Well, good. And now, before I close this thing up, now that you just explained time to me, mm-hmm. is that you? Did you pick that up on your own and think I about did. that? I did actually. I dreamed about this, which is it sounds corny and cliche, but it's a it's the truth. I woke up and I was like, "That's a name." Uh, really? Because for me, everything has been mental. Life is mental. Life, yeah. life is a big mind game, you know. Uh, which is everything you do, and mm-hmm. um, and that's important for kids. You know, the the psychological aspect of it is is so important for an athlete because what ends up separating you at the higher levels is your mental toughness and so i'm glad i for me it, it means so much that i was like you know what that's it and everything takes time so it has it's an acronym and it, it has a double meaning you got to put in the time everything takes time and and yeah that's that's where that came from that's what i came that's from. awesome love that i love that it came to you like yeah. in a dream yeah it, it did it really good. did 
Well, sweet, man. Thanks so much for being yeah. here. Appreciate the time. I know you're busy. Yeah. Um, you're back to work now, yeah, huh? Yeah, back to work. All right, yeah. man. Thanks, All right, Roberto. Thanks, Jake.